0: What is up, everybody? This is Keith Jamison. I go by GatorGuy231 across the DFS industry, and I am pumped to be back breaking down another EPL DFS slate on the Mayo Media Network. Thank you so much to Pat and team for giving me the opportunity, and for Soccer DFS the opportunity to have a great platform to get more and more people interested in what's an awesome sport to watch and even a better sport to play DFS. Quick reminder that bot- that button at the bottom right of the screen is the subscribe button. If I can say it right. Need to hit it. The Mayo Media Network has amazing content from all the sports and you want to check out all of those things. So make sure you hit that. Also, like and and comment on this video so they can tell that you enjoy having me on. So I'm invited back yet again. I've truly enjoyed it. And, uh, you know, I'll be checking those comments. So uh, if you want, let's have a little bit of fun with the comments. Hit your favorite of the midfielders. I'm going to bring it up. So I'm going to be bringing up some lower tier midfielders. I think you're going to have to have to fill out a lineup this week, those are Ruben Loftus-Cheek, we got Curtis Jones, Harrison Reed, and then Oliver Norwood. So comment, and if you think that it's none of the above, give me who your favorite play is, and let's talk about it. Final plug, actually two final plugs. Make sure you're doing DFS picks and bets on the on any of your podcast channels. Um, you want to have that as well in case you can't get to YouTube. And finally, last one. I promise we're gonna get right into the soccer, but. If you want to hear more from me, this is a high lever, level overview of the EPL slate. I do a more detailed breakdown on the FSI FSI DFS YouTube channel. You can see it down there. Uh, make sure you check us out. Give us a subscribe as well. We have some phenomenal content. And you know, look, free DFS content out there is all meant to help you guys continue to become DFS, better DFS players. Not only the Mio Media, Media Network, FSI DFS, Just so many great sites out there. Make sure you're checking out the content and all the talented people that are bringing it to you. All right, enough plugs. Let's get into the picks. So uh, let's, let's just start out like, just by saying that DraftKings made this pricing really weird. So Liverpool is the biggest favorite and the biggest total. And you know, what is a massive, massive game this weekend in the Merseyside Derby. If you can't tell, I'm a Liverpool supporter, huge game. Massive win midweek versus Red Bull-Leipzig. I think they're going to uh, carry that momentum into Saturday and in what really could be the most pivotal game of the season thus far. Um, you know, Liverpool is right on the, the edge of the top four. They have to get, you know, Champions League qualification to, uh, you know, really just bridge the gap of these finances and all the players that they're bringing in. Um, just a huge financial burden, especially in – COVID times, these teams need that extra Champions League income. So I think Liverpool is going to be putting their best foot forward. And here's where this like, gets weird, okay? Because typically, DraftKings, when you have an overwhelming favorite and you have the biggest total, the, the, the gap between like the high upside forwards, guys like Mohamed Salah and Sadia Mane, and the floor plays or the safer set guys from you know not big favorites like Lukman and McNeil would be wide, you would see Salah and Mane where they are, 10-5 and 10-3, but then you see Lookman and McNeil, you know, 8,200, 7,600. To make you make a decision, are you gonna chase upside? You're gonna go for the goals? Or are you gonna go for the floors? Well, on this slate, DraftKings did not do that. We've got Mo Salah at 10-5. We have Sadio Mane at 10-3. Adamella Lookman, who has nowhere near the upside and actually a similar floor to those guys. At only a three hundred dollar discount to money at ten thousand, Dwight McNeil, ninety six hundred. I've been playing DFS since I remember Dwight McNeil's first game. I remember because I was trying to debate if he was had set pieces or not. He was a cheap, cheap four. Was there? I think it was like their under twenty one player of the year. Didn't play him. Had set pieces. Crushed me. I still remember that. I would never pay ninety six hundred for Dwight McNeil when Sadio Mane is 10-3 and Mosala is 10-5. And let's talk about why I think the majority of people are just going to jam in Mosala and Sadio Mane. Mo Salah at 10-5 is the league's leading scorer. He, you know, Everton right now is struggling. They were really awful versus City. And then they just laid an egg versus Fulham in a game that they, had, they really should have won, coming off a phenomenal performance in the FA Cup versus Tottenham. So I don't think Everton's in the best of form right now. Liverpool... You know, they needed that Le- Leipzig win. like just mentioned it, but they needed that to catapult. I'm looking forward to them keeping that momentum here. So Salah and Mane are, you know, my two forwards that I'm going to play, um, unless something crazy happens. Um, you know, that does eat a ton of your salary up, right? That's 20800 but you get tons of upside. And then Sadio Mane has amazing floor, considering um, the fact that he does not care, have set pieces. But listen to these numbers um versus Leicester, no goal and these are floor numbers no goals no assist 9.8 versus city 7.6 let's skip over tottenham because i don't want to count how many floor points came on on his eruption he scored 32.4 dk with a goal and assist but the game before versus burnley 16 floor points 7.8 versus man U, 11 versus southampton 9.7 versus newcastle you get the picture he has a floor um, so you know, given that he's only 300 more than Lookman, I just can't see a way that you don't play Sadio Mane. One other forward that I would consider is go down to 6,100 for Jay Rodriguez. Uh, Chris Woods still not fit. Vadira, um, might make the match day squad, but it doesn't seem like he's that close. This is being taped on Thursday night. So, Jay Rodriguez in his last two starts, um, has 12.2 DK and 23.6 DK. Look, he's a talented striker. Back to a Southampton's day. It's never like fully, um, you know, realized, I like guess, his potential. You know, he was really well thought of, um, but has had a goal and assist versus Crystal Palace and route to the 23.6 and an assist versus Fulham for 12.2. Both times played 90 minutes. Looked really good in Lincoln play with with uh, Ashley Barnes, who, look, I was looking when the site came out, like, okay, maybe like Ashley Barnes is like 6,500. No, he is, I don't even see it. Hold on. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm on midfield. 8,800, 8,800 for Ashley Barnes. What a world. What a world we live in. Can't do it. All right, let's go to midfield. And now that you see, and you know, look, if you looked at the thumbnail, Trent Alexander Arnold, um, we'll get to it when we get to defender, but he's the, you know, the top four play on the entire slate. There's no chance that I'm fading him. So when you add in that you spent uh, a total of 20,800 on uh, Salavis and Mane, and then another 7,400 on Alexander Arnold, there's not a lot of salary left. So that's why we're going to be dropping down at midfield. Look, I'd love – I think the top midfield only play on the slate is Matthias Pereira, an absolute class player for West Bromwich Albion. Look, West Brom stinks, but Burnley ain't that much better. So I think there's a really good chance that Pereira has a really good game. Look, if you pay down for J-Rod, there's a good chance that you might be able to play Pereira. And look, this is why you, you know, very well should consider him. Versus Manchester United, West Brom had less than 30% of possession, put up 8, eight DK. Uh, eight floor points versus Sheffield United 9.14 points versus Fulham he scored a goal got 18.4 this is the impressive one versus Manchester City West Brom loses five to nothing he still puts up nine four points goal versus West Ham two goals versus Wolves Matthias Pereira when West Ham gets relegated he needs a deal to stay up in the Premier League or another big league in Europe he's an awesome player Um look if you have the salary if your builds work he is the best midfield only play on the slate but personally I don't know if I'm going to get there let's look down further and let's get to the the players that I talked about at the top and who I want you to comment on Ruben Loftus cheek Chelsea Looney super talented player look it's been interesting the last few games uh, it's been the last two that uh Fulham kind of changed up the formation they had been playing wingbacks put off his cheek as more of like a Uh, attacking midfielder role, like a number 10 role. He's changed it up a little bit and hasn't looked great the last two, 2.5 and 4 DK. Before that, we had 10.3, 4.6 and 11.1 in a three game span and tough matchups. Look, versus Sheffield, this is a matchup that I think the talent of Lapsus-Cheek is going to shine through. At 4,600, I think he's a very, very solid play. Curtis Jones, speaking of talent, Curtis Jones oozes talent. I hope as a Liverpool fan that Curtis Jones can remember his phenomenal... Galactico goal versus Everton last season in the FA Cup. If you haven't seen it, you got to check it out. He just uh, curls in a ball from about 30 yards in the top corner. No, no goalkeeper in the world could stop it. Chris Jones, phenomenally talented player. Look, he doesn't always get in the best CFS positions the way that Liverpool plays. Look, the Liverpool midfield, it's important to know, their job is to work for the front line, work for Salah, work for Mane, get them the ball back so that those two can attack. Um, so Chris Jones does have to play a lot of defensive responsibilities, but you're getting a midfield midfielder that's an attacking source for 4,400 for the biggest favorite and the highest total. So I think it makes a lot of sense. All over Norwood, I expect to be one of the uh, kind of the cashy players. Look, the, the biggest concern with Norwood is that it's the final game. Like, we don't necessarily know if he is going to play, which is why a guy like His cheek or a guy like Harrison Reed and the strategy of making sure you keep that utility open is going to be crucial in case he doesn't, but uh, Norwood was great versus West Ham. Um, John Fuck didn't play. Norwood took a majority of set pieces, had seven crosses, two shots attempted. Honestly, he normally does a little bit more defensively. He only had one tackle one, but in route to nine 90k At 4,000, nine DK in the slate would be absolute gold. So if we can get even six to seven from a guy like Norwood, we are cruising and we will love where we're sitting, especially if we got goals from Salah and Mani in the game before. Finally, just want to bring up Harrison Reed. Um, look, back in the championship uh, a year ago, Harrison Reed actually, for a while, was taking the majority of their set pieces. Um, two games ago against Everton, I think he got on like one or two corners, was taking a couple free kicks and route to 11.94 points. Played him midweek versus Burnley. Look, at 4,000, he got me 5DK. He was just fine. 5DK um, again for 3,900. We'll accept that. Um, and he played 90 now and a couple straight. So uh, I think, from a value perspective, Harrison Reed makes a ton of sense. Defender, Trent Alexander Arnold, stands above the pack of the entire slate when it comes to floor. Listen to the last three games, and this isn't even including Champions League midweek where he crushed as well 19.2 floor points versus Leicester, 11 crosses, three shots, two shots assisted, five tackles, one got some, a lot of more corners back, is taking free kicks. Finally, looking like the Tran Alexander Arnold of 2020, who was just a DFS goldmine, versus Manchester City, an incredibly tough matchup, 12.5 DK versus Brighton, 15.2 DK. You get the picture. For 7,400, he has the best floor on this slate and is a lock in my lineups, and why he's the cover of this of this video. After him, you know, Robertson is the other guy that you know you could pay up for. I think it's really tough on the slate to pay 6,800 for him. Um, but like if you have the money, you know, he splits corners with Alexander own, so I get it. But then there's a severe drop-off. They, they've really priced up the Burnley guys, uh, 5,800 for Taylor, 5,400 for Low, and it's way too much. Um, and then the Fulham guys, since they've changed the formation, just really haven't been attacking that much, so it's tough. Goalie, play whoever you want. I told you this last time. I'm going to do one last uh, goalie strategy. Hell, I probably will do this every week. Plug in the cheapest guy, fill in your lineup. If you have the money, start changing it up. But, um, you know, Liverpool has been tough uh, defensively in terms of like just making mistakes. Allison finally kept a clean sheet in midweek. So if you have the money to pay for Allison, that's fine. I think if I'm paying up, I actually prefer to go in the really low total games. Uh, so Pope and Ariola, I think make a lot more sense. Um, but look, I have no problem paying, just playing the guy that fits. So if, you know, I can get Johnstone, that's fine. If it's Ramsdale, you know, i probably prefer Johnstone to Ramsdale. I think that uh, uh, Burnley might struggle to uh, score. Wow, can I say it? Struggle to score more than Fulham could. But, hell, if you wanted to play Jordan Pickford and just play for a ton of shots coming at him, every time that Salah Armani shoots and Jordan Pickford saves it, that's 4DK. So, whatever. It works. Goalie is the last position that you should prioritize, in my opinion, and how I play. Um, it's just it, – there's high variance – you're better off spending the money for players that you can predict what they're going to get and then just kind of accept goalie variance as it goes. All right. Finally, just going to give you one pick. Um, I'm going to stay away from the Homer pick. I don't love, you know, on the money line, having to get minus 200 for Liverpool, but I do think that Fulham takes care of business at home versus uh, Sheffield United. Uh, you get a little bit of plus EV money. Um, if you, ha- if your book has them as a pick them where you can get a push if it draws, I prefer that. But um, I really do think that Fulham's playing good football. I don't think that they've been rewarded for how well they're playing lately. Um, So Sheffield, you know, just they just laid a huge egg versus West Ham. So uh, just like how Fulham's playing, I think that Fulham has a really good chance to stay up this year if they can just start getting, you know, a little more luck. Hell, they'd be up if they would be making their PKs to start the season. So like Fulham here, I think there's good value. So that is my best bet of the week. All right, that'll do it. If you've made it this long, you get one more plug. For my site, fsidfs.com, make sure, you know, if you really just want to see what we've got going on, our YouTube channel is where to find so much of our content. Um, And all the guys on our team do phenomenal work on that channel. So make sure you check it out and give us a subscribe at fsidfs. And finally, finally, once again, thank you to the Mayo Media Network. This has been a phenomenal opportunity. I'm so happy to be a part of the team. So give this channel a subscribe, a like, and comment with your favorite midfielder. Once again, Keith Jamison, Gator Guy 231. See you.